Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I am your host. And today, we're going to be talking about how I actually learn about habits. And I think it's important to go over because you might have been listening for a while and wondering to yourself, like, who is this guy and why does he think that he can teach anybody about habits? And I think that's a valid question. So let's go through that. For me, habits actually were something that I had learned when I was pretty young. And I developed a lot of positive habits, especially ones that helped um, from an athletic standpoint. I would say that I definitely struggled to develop habits in school that uh, fit what I needed to do to learn well. Um, just out of, out of the fact that, honestly, I didn't really understand habits at the time. And I also didn't understand what I needed to do to, to learn effectively at the time, which if you don't know what you need to, to excel, then um, it's really hard to, to come up with a plan to, uh, to get better at something. But a lot of it honestly was a part of like luck, uh, a part of just my own natural drive, uh, having parents that understood what it took to get to the next level uh, were, were some of the big things that really created uh, my, my habit system. But the way it really started was when I was, mm, I think I was 12 years old. I had a spiral fracture in my tibia. I was playing football. Uh, I, I catch a screen on the left side of the field. And it was, and the thing that sucks too was a preseason game. And my brother's on the other side of the field. He had, I missed the, his last football season because he had a knee injury that took him out playing basketball. So I catch a screen and... Um, I remember I broke one tackle and I end up coming up to another guy and I'm about to cut off my left foot and turn back in on him um, because he's coming from my right side. So I'm going to cut in the direction that he's coming from so he can't change direction quick enough. And as I plant my left foot, someone grabbed my left leg like from the ground. And then at the same time, that slowed me down. So the guy who was with the juke was able to grab my upper body and the person on the ground rolled with my left leg. And then that's how I had a spiral fracture. It just broke my leg, twisting it like a, like a twig. So I get this injury. I'm on the ground, screaming and screaming and screaming. My mom comes out. She used to be a nurse. She knew immediately because I have a pretty high pain tolerance. She's like, yep, this is definitely an injury. This is definitely a serious injury. Um, so from there, obviously I go to the hospital. I end up getting a cast. I go back a couple days later. They see um, another doctor runs the x-ray. He's like, nope, uh, it looks like it's cracking through your growth plate. This is going to cause problems for you in the future if we don't go and have surgery. So boom, go in, have surgery. So I missed that next football season. Obviously, I missed that whole football season. And then when I was getting ready for the next football season, I had to miss it again because they had to go back in to take the plate out because they didn't want it to cause problems in the future. Now, through this, here's the thing. This was a huge crisis in my life. Like to go from playing sports, um, doing very well in sports, both football and track. And the thing about football and track is they work. They they work. Those two sports work really well together because one is in the off. One one is the off season of the other. They run in contradictory times. Like fall is all about football, and then um, once football is done, about in the winter, track is getting started up with indoor track, and then you go with track through the summer, and then. Bam, right back into football. And that obviously was completely disrupting this injury. So you have a lot of time on your hands and a lot of time to think and process. And I think where the difference came in is my parents understood 
how to use crisis. And they talk about this in The Power of Habit. It's true within companies as well. A lot of times people will not change until they see, oh, snap, this company's about to fail in about a week. <laughs> then all of a sudden, everybody's willing to change their habits. Everybody's willing to grind a little bit different. Uh, or maybe someone in a factory, someone gets injured or someone dies, you know, worst case scenario. And then all of a sudden people see like, oh man, we really need to change. So as leaders, if you're listening to us and you're in a leadership position, use bad situations, things that are tough, that gets everybody's attention. And that's a perfect time to change. And that's what happened to me. My parents saw the injury. My brother just had one. And they were like, hey, Ian, would you love to not have this not happen again? Of course, like any kid, I was like, of course, I don't want to have this happen again. So they're like, okay, let's start taking vitamins. Let's start sleeping properly. Let's start eating better. Let's start staying hydrated. Let's start taking creatine. Let's start, and then and they added in all these different things into my life. And as they're adding these things in, at first it was a struggle. Like they had to remind me to do it. They had to, um, you know stay on top of me in order to do some of these things. But as time went on, they needed to say less and less and less because it was becoming a habit for me. It was second nature for me when I ate food to grab my vitamins. It was second nature for me to make sure I was getting a certain amount of sleep. It was second nature for me to choose the healthier option over junk food or whatever the case was because I knew where I wanted to go. And that's Something that you can always hang over someone's head, right? Like if somebody's mission, what they want to do, this is why you got to start with that. You got to start with where you want to go because once someone's mission is very clearly defined, you can hang it over someone's head in a positive way. You can say, like, look, I thought this is what you wanted. And if it is what they want, they'll go, yep, you're right. That's what I want. So I need to do this instead of doing this. It helps to be your guiding light in the choices that you're making. Every choice should help get you closer to your mission. If you're making choices that get you farther, then you're making the wrong choice. So as I start to lock in these different habits, um, I don't even realize at the time, but I'm, these are things that carried me all through high school. Like this, this injury happened to me in middle school. I got to high school and I had habits plugged in that other people couldn't catch up with. And because of that, I was so much further ahead of them, ahead than them because every single day I'm doing these things, right? It, like taking vitamins for one day does nothing. Sleeping two hours more for one day does nothing. But you do that every single day for four years. That's a huge difference. Like think about that. Two hours more of sleep, 365 days a year times four times 10. What do you get? You end up getting exponential results. You end up getting way better than people when you can do something every single day. Think about someone who can write for 20 minutes a day. Not a big deal when it's one week. Even after a month, but after two months, then you might have a book after that. Then it's like three months, four months. Then you're talking about a year. It, it gets crazy how much more you're able to do when you have these consistent habits. So um, after, um, you know, getting to college, I get a scholarship. And um, by the time I got to college, that's when I really started to notice, okay, um, I just learned how to do some things other people haven't learned how to do. They didn't have anybody to teach them for whatever reason. No one guided them here. Or they just, someone did tell them and they just didn't do it. They didn't, they didn't lock it in. But all in all, what happened to me, what made me start diving into habits specifically? In 2016, I ended up starting to use a habit tracker because I wanted to see, okay, like where are my habits at? What am I doing? And um, I wanted to see like, 
am I actually doing the things that I say that I'm doing? Like, am I waking up on time and how often? And so I started doing this habit tracker. The results were fantastic and how much it helped my life. I wished that it could do different things. So then I started making my own app. But I think the thing that really changed it and brought it to the next level. One, I realized that a lot of the apps in the app store, they're just apps. They don't actually teach people about their habits. Like they just put out an app and hope it makes money. But my uh, my game-changing moment was actually reading the book Atomic Habits because I'm actually rereading it right now. So James Clear put up this book. And if you ever read The Power of Habit, I don't think it's a very good book. Like I think if you care about habits a lot, a lot, then it's a book you'll read to study, but I think it's way too academic and just for the everyday person who's kind of trying to get a little trying to work on killing some bad habits and improving some good ones, it's way too dense and way too it's just a hard book to get through. Atomic Habits isn't. It's a much easier book to get through, much easier to read. But um when I start reading this book, because this is like people are reading this, this is like a bestseller right now, 1.3 million copies or whatever sold, and people are like, oh my gosh, they're going crazy about this book. But I start reading it and I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, this the book's well written, but I've been doing half of this stuff since I was 12. And in that moment, I realized, like, Ian, your whole life you've been habit stacking and you just didn't know it. And I started going back and reviewing and thinking about how I built these habits how I did these things. And I just started systemizing it. And that's how I came up with the stack, start, schedule, show. I broke it up into a system because I realized like if you want to do this and you want to build your habits, the easiest way to do it, simplifying it is to stack your habits. So that's the system you're going to use and you got to know which ones you want to get done. You're going to start your day off in the morning, waking up a little bit earlier than you usually do. So you have room for your habits. It doesn't have to be any crazy amount of time. We got to get 20 minutes before and get some of your habits in. But you do that. You create the time. Then you're going to schedule it. You're going to act like you're going to block that time. Like it's going to be for real, for real, just for your habits. And then lastly, you're going to show up and get it done every single day. That's it. It's It's that simple. Stack, start, schedule, show. Stack, start, schedule, show. And that's how I came up with it. It's just by looking at what was out there about habits by understanding what had worked for me, what had been done and just applying it and um, packaging it and giving it back to the people. Um, obviously, you know, you can download the app and, 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 and uh, use it to help with habit tracking, but you can use another app. You can take the habit course. You don't need the app. Like I, I'm putting out different products and helping people with this, but none of them are, you don't need it. Like you can listen to the podcast and the blog and, um, still understand what's going on, but the app and the course just help to take it to a whole another level. That's something that you look for. So that is how I learned. Oh man, this is 11 minutes. This is, I think this is the first 11 minute podcast I put out. So uh, sorry for being long with this, but um, I want to make sure for people who don't know that you understand, this is not something I just woke up and, you know, was like, Hey, I'm just going to become, no, it's like, it's very difficult to make an Olympic team without building certain habits. But when people see the Olympics, that's like the big thing they see. But it's really just the result of all the habits I started building when I was 12. And that's how habits work. They're powerful, but they're only powerful when you put in the work over a long period of time. It's a grind. And you have to know how to do it and approach it the right way.